everybody. It's me, Stu Helm, the food fan, here with another exciting episode of the Asheville Food Fans podcast, brought to you by WPBM 103.7 FM in the mountains of Western North Carolina, in Asheville, North Carolina. And I am here with my longtime co-host, who I haven't seen in a couple of weeks, Rick Crillia, the world's greatest eater. How are you, Rick? Doing great, Stu. Great to see you, buddy. It has been a while. It has. Rick has a new job. Yeah. And he's loving it, according to these Facebook posts I'm seeing. It's fantastic. I'm so happy. That's good. I, I landed in a great spot. So, That's but here happened. I am. Let's talk about some food, man. All right, man. Well, you got the agenda. We're just going to do it pretty quick. Uh, me and Rick are going to do our old favorite, the wing thing. And then we'll just do where'd you, what did you eat? Uh, not where'd you eat, not what'd you cook. I combined them into what'd you eat. Yeah. And so, Rick, I'll start with the wing thing because I only ate two, like, wings at one place, which we've already talked to death, and then I had one chicken wing at another place we've talked to death. I got, I got your favorite wings, or some of your favorites, from Haywood Common. Oh, yeah. And I got them delivered by Kickback, of course, and uh, they were fantastically good. What can you say about these wings from Haywood Common? They're just really, really good. Perfectly cooked, great sauce, wonderful. Yeah, and um, so high, very high recommendation from both myself and Rick for these Haywood Common wings. And uh, I, I don't know if they come in more than one flavor, but I got the, what is it, Thai buffalo, I think? Yeah, so I think it's Thai buffalo. And then the other chicken wing, singular, not plural, that I ate this week was attached to a chicken breast that I got from Nani's, one of my favorite lunches is Nani's rotisserie chicken breast and wing plate comes with two sides and a piece of bread and it's two meals for me unless I'm feeling greedy and then I power it down and I have some regrets in the stomach area after that because <laughs> I'm all like I'm a small person and I can only put so much food inside of me but sometimes I exceed my own capacity <laughs> yeah. and uh, I, I, I actually did that the last time I ate this breast and wing plate from Nani. So I've already talked about that as well, but of course I ate it again. So there it is. And I recommend Nani's in general and in particular this wing and breast plate from that. All right. And Rick, did you have any wings this week? Or I did. three weeks, actually? I did. I, okay. uh, it's actually a little bit before this past week. So the last weekend, I think. Um, I got wings from, went old school, going way back in our, in our history book with the wing thing. And I got the wings from Creekside Tap House, oh, which are yeah. always a joy. They're wings Smoky, big, juicy, like just wonderful. So yeah, that was my wings. Okay, so, well... We are going back to our old favorites. It's it's unavoidable, you know, when you're a Rick. I, I've been doing the food thing for eight years now. I mean, I've been eating food for, I don't know, how old am I, Rick? I forget sometimes, 55 years. Um, but I've been writing about it for eight years. And then one thing that the general public may not realize about people who cover the food scene is that we don't really get to go to our old favorites as often as the general public because only eat so many meals a day and if i wasn't writing about food boy howdy i'd be just eating at buxton hall every day it's the closest restaurant to me (laughs) i love it it's great i might be starting to hit up funkatorium now that chef eric is setting the menu and i would just be hitting these neighborhood joints constantly but when you write about food you gotta try to mix it up and so 
but now with the wing thing, you and I are displaying these habits of returning to our old favorites when you and I have a mandate, Rick. A mandate, a mandate. to cover the wing scene in this tale. Yes. And so I don't know. We're going to have to get back on track and, and we're going to have to adventure out. We're going to have to, I'm going to put a personal moratorium on Haywood Common Wings for myself for at okay. least a month. All right. All right. We're going to get creative. I like it. All right, Rick. Are you committing to this? I am. Okay. I'm there with you. All right. I, I should let the audience know that Rick and I generally record the show at night, but because of his new job, we're trying this new 5 a.m. time slot. <laughs> where we're just kidding. It's nine o'clock in the morning yeah. and we're yeah. recording this. So, so I just woke up like an hour ago and I've only had yeah. one cup of coffee, which is less than usual. <laughs> Um, and so, Rick, let's just move on to, to what'd you eat, and I'll let you go first, because I'm sure you ate a lot of great food in the past three weeks. Lay it yeah. on me, brother. So, um, the, uh, most recently, uh, we had an amazing meal on Sunday, yeah, Sunday night. Mm. Uh, we have a friend visiting, uh, she's from Montana, and she's recently retired. She's going around the country in an RV checking things out. She's been with us a few days, so we wanted to take her to one of our favorites. And we haven't been there since uh, inside, since before the pandemic, but we went to Smoky Park Supper Club off Riverside, mm -hmm. which is a wonderful restaurant here. And they, during the pandemic, they actually started um, a membership program to where they're trying to make sure that the locals can get in and get some food yeah. um, because they are, they get a lot of tourists now. And, um, so we did our membership and we got in, we had, we had the best seat in the house. Um, I had the most amazing brisket, smoked brisket. Mm. You know, they did wood fired smoke on all their stuff. Mm. And um, my gosh, it was like, came with Alabama, Alabama white sauce and some mm. uh, grilled okra. And it was just fantastic. And uh, our, our friend got the, their fried clams, which were just amazing and a kale salad and Les got their burger, which is a wonderful burger. So that was, that was fantastic. Um, best meal I've had in a long time. So Rick, your pictures on Facebook were awesome. And I, yeah. I admit that I get food jealousy all the time. Like I look at pictures of food people ate and I'm like, uh, like actual feelings of jealousy, not just like, Oh, oh I wish I'd eaten that, but like why them and not me, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you know, I was I jealous never... of this meal. It looked fantastic, man. I, I, I normally they have a steak on the menu. They didn't have one right now. And I hadn't had, had the brisket before, but man, like this is the brisket I've been looking for in Asheville. Is that right? Juicy, crispy, perfectly smoked bark um, just fell apart in your mouth. Little thin ribbons of fat through it, which is what a good brisket yeah. should be, I think. Because yeah, a, a lot of the briskets are really lean around here and they get dry. They're still tasty, but yeah. this was, I, yeah. Well, I hear that 100 because I love me some brisket and I have learned how to actually enjoy dry brisket because they have it around here a lot. But I would say half and half, like 50-50 around here. So that like Buxton Hall has a really nice, juicy, crispy bris brisket like you've described. Yeah, I need to try theirs. So. And Doc Brown's as well has a really nice, juicy, yes, crispy does. brisket. But I got to try that Smoky Park. And I want to back you up a little bit because I myself am confused about the membership aspect of Smoky Park Supper Club. So 
what's the deal? Can you explain it to me? Like, I want to get a membership, yeah, sure. obviously. So it's, uh, it's super simple. Um, uh, you get there, you, uh, you give them your North Carolina driver's license. They okay. scan it in. Uh, it's all through an iPad. And um, you put in some info, contact info and stuff. And, and that's it. It's that simple. And I okay. think it's a way for them to, you know, I don't know if they're officially um, trying to give locals uh, a certain percentage of their seats, you know, mm-hmm. on a daily basis. I don't know. That's how what I read. So, but I'm all for it. And um, I recently went to, it, it's similar to, you know, North Carolina, we, we have some interesting uh, alcohol regulations. So we have some bars that are actually membership bars, like mm-hmm. the Crucible in the River Arts District. Oh, one of my favorite, is that right? Probably my favorite bar. Yeah. And uh, it's the same sort of deal. You get there, you show up, and, and you're in. And, um, yeah, I think in this day of uh, COVID and everything else, like, it's just one thing they're doing to kind of help. You know, you have to have a mask. You don't have to present proof of vaccination like you do at the crucible but um yeah so it's it's really that simple and well, i think they want to know like how many people are they serving who are local and who are not so so but you don't have to be a member to go eat there like it's still open to the public i think you i think you do you do have to be a member but if you're from out of town you have to be with at least one person who's local and a member. just just like the private club laws so they've adopted yeah. their own private club laws which is so interesting because this private club stuff in Asheville or in North Carolina I've only experienced it here in Asheville because I haven't lived in other parts of the state but um, it's it's like a weird bone of contention in the food scene um, some places like the crucible I now that I understand they're private and uh, most famously what's the one on the South Slope, it's like a cinder block building. Well, there's the Barksdale, oh, and then there's the Barksdale. other famous yeah. one. I'm blanking out on the name right now because of the earliness of the hour. But um, they are famously very into being this exclusive private club because they, they openly disdain tourists. Like their signage is disdainful and stuff. Um, and then other places are like, man, we want to serve drinks and food and we want to be open to the general public and we can't get a restaurant classification because we don't sell enough food. And so it's interesting that in this day, this post COVID era where the restaurants are just slammed with demand and have limited staff. And they are also like increasingly seeing the pitfalls of a tourist, an entirely tourist based downtown economy even though Smoky Park's not technically in downtown, it's close enough in the River Arts District, um, that, that one would, would choose to basically restrict themselves with this North Carolina private club law. So, Well, I can tell you that uh, it didn't seem to be affecting their business one iota. I don't think uh, it will. A local showed up in front of us and was there with no reservation, no membership, he had a 45 minute wait outside their little bar area in the back. And then they were like, you may not even get food in for an hour and a half. Yeah. So, That's the thing is I think that there's just a really high demand, like even higher demand for service um, than there was before 2020. 
Yeah. And so I don't I, think it will affect Smoky Park at all. In fact, they're going to have the big, their business is only going to increase and increase and increase because the locals will tell each other, man, it's, it's locals only, which is, yeah. which is, there's no other restaurant in town that I know of that's not a bar right. that serves food yeah, that is locals right. only. And even the bars that serve food, like the Yacht Club, you know, like technically it's locals only. But if you're, if you're a Turks, you can just ask somebody standing out front to sign you in. Like they're not, they're not turning away. As far as I know, they're not turning away the average person. They're located right in the thick of downtown. Well, that's, that's maybe one of the more interesting aspects of our food scene right now is what's happening at Smoky Park Supper Club. Yeah, I'm very excited for, and excited for us because we haven't gone there because the last couple of times we couldn't get in, you know, yeah. it's just too busy. Me too. So, so. Me too. Couldn't even get a reasonable reservation. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's the thing is like capacity is capacity, you know, like, so if you can cap your customers at locals only and you're still hitting capacity, like yeah. that's it. Like you can't do more. Right. You're at Not without expanding. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's really interesting, Rick. Um, thanks for that one. And, and where else did you eat in the last couple of weeks? Any, any other places of note? Um, well, of course, you know, you have your nannies. I have my Sandhill Kitchen. Yes. And uh, uh, we, got some, uh, we got some food Saturday uh, from them, um, some uh, lunch items. And we took our friend up on the parkway to, to show her around with the leaves, the leaves color uh, popping out. And uh, that was wonderful. And um, trying to think, I've been doing a lot of cooking in the last 10 days, so I don't know. I did, I did a couple of orders. I think I did Creekside Tap House and maybe yeah, one other. That's, I've okay. been doing a lot of cooking. A lot of home so, cooking. Yeah. yeah, I cooked a lot at home this week too. I made a lot of avocado toast. Um, I really love avocado toast. It's so easy too. I just decided to like be a person who makes it at home. Hipsters do. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's funny. It's a, it's a weird food item that is also the butt of a lot of jokes. Yeah, it's, it's delicious. I mean, it it's, is. It's just so funny that you know it became a thing associated with you know hipster culture. So it is funny because I re like uh, somebody commented on one of my posts about it that they remember eating it in the seventies. Yeah. You know, it's like it's just it's a thing. But uh, I put some of Chef Santiago's salsa on it, and it was. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I still have some left. I just noticed that the expiration date was like three weeks ago, but I'm still uh -oh. eating it, Rick. <laughs> I still got a bunch of that too. So I better eat it fast. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I don't think he made it to be shelf stable because it was right. just for the event. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the other places I ate, I, I, Rick, I've started recording my morning show every morning, like every morning. So I've covered a lot of this on the morning show. So anybody who listens to both, I apologize. But I went to the Madness uh, Sushi and Burgers. Oh, I saw that. That looked yeah. really good. I went there with Jill Worthy and her husband, Jimmy, uh, the Worthy Baker, and her delivery guy. And uh, they took me out. They treated me to dinner for Jill's birthday. So happy birthday again to Jill. It was a few weeks ago. Happy birthday. Yeah, but the food was, was really tasty. You know, I will admit that I did not enjoy every piece of sushi that I ate, but I enjoyed the majority of the sushi that I ate. I got a slider version of their burger and it was very tasty. Their madness fries, their French fries with the sort of crab salad thing on top, oh. fantastic. Like really, really good. Some of the best like specialty fries in town, I'll say. 
and the um the deep fried stuff that we got like the they have one called rice krispies that's like deep fried rice cube with some uh, sushi on top and that that was delicious delicious version of their sushi and they have some jalapeno stuffed jalapeno things that are deep fried that are so the deep fried food was excellent rick and obviously i ate there before i got my cap my cholesterol count <laughs> back from my doctor um i also took a trip out to the outlet mall rick we you and i did adventure dining with uh we, and you came up with that expression i'm sorry i didn't credit it to you on my post the other that's day. all right that's all but, right um adventure dining and i went out to the spotted banana which is a food truck that parts at the outlet mall and we had they make smoothies out of perfectly ripened bananas she's got this whole thing about the exact precise time that a banana is at its best for smoothies and so we had smoothies and sandwiches and i had a chicken salad sandwich that was delicious and so very high thumbs up for the spotted banana the smoothies were excellent and she does a smoothie bowl type thing that's like in a bowl and has the smoothie on the bottom and then it's covered with fresh fruit and granola and mm. uh, chia seeds and it was it was excellent like like take a trip to the mall just for that kind of good okay or not the mall the out i've heard outlets. i've heard about the truck i haven't haven't had it before so yeah well if you got any reason to go to the outlets um and there are a couple of reasons i mean you can get a pretty decently priced pair of converse all-stars out there and um there's a there's a levi's store and they have clothes in my size which is hard yeah. for me to find um, so there are reasons to go to the outlet mall but now everybody has one more called the spotted banana and rick you and i went on this massive adventure or what i considered a massive adventure uh with luis to the uh, smiley's flea market and we ate a lot of like big pieces of mexican food i had something called the gordita which as far as I can tell from my limited Spanish means something like fatty. I ate a fatty. <laughs> um, and uh, it's, a, it's an experience in and of itself being at this massive flea market. Now we got there a little bit late for the actual flea market itself. And, but you and I, of course, muckled onto the fact that there are bumper cars and a carousel. Now, oh, neither yeah. of those things was in action, but man, that's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, that was a really neat place. I'm glad Luis took us out there. So. Yeah, and I want to go back because we ate at one place when there's, I, I, it looked like there were about five or six options there, maybe even yeah. more. And we ate at a place called Fiesta Foods, which is Fantastic. also a marketplace, but they sell food and they only sell food on Saturdays, I believe. Um, yeah, I think that's what Luis said. Yeah. yeah, so get down to Fiesta Foods on Saturday. And um, Rick, I had an amazing meal myself, like um, a high-end great meal at Sovereign Remedies. They opened Ooh. back up after doing not, not necessarily renovations because they didn't like knock anything down, you know, and rebuild anything. They just kind of reconfigured and reconfigured a lot of stuff. And they have a wonderful menu now. Their menu tends to be veg forward, although they do have plenty of meat items on their menu. I went there after I got my cholesterol count from my doctor. So I had three vegetable dishes and little did I know that one of them was just covered in bacon. Um, <laughs> and the food was fantastic. I recommend to everybody, like, I don't care who you are, get on down to Sovereign Remedies. I don't even drink. It's primarily a bar. They're actually one of the places. It's a wonderful has, bar. It's a wonderful it bar. The drinks are so, awesome. And they made me a mocktail or they, they're at Sovereign Remedies. They call them zero proof drinks. 
And um, they made me one of those that was fantastic. Like a mocktail is a mocktail is a mocktail. Like people drink drinks for the narcotic effect, right? But a delicious mocktail is better than a glass of non-delicious beverage. And they made me one that was uh, exemplary. I would have to say like it smelled like a cocktail and it tasted very um, in, it had depth to it. Like you could nice. taste different things going on. They, they are, they are uh, drink crafters there. Like I, I, I've been really impressed with, you know, as a former bartender, I'm like, man, these guys can make some drinks. Yeah. They're, they're partly responsible for making Don, my girlfriend, much more interested in like high end cocktails. Like they, yeah, I I think it, she used to go there to get their dark and stormy, which she really loved. Um, so yeah, Sovereign Remedies, high recommendations. Uh, Patty and I, Patty from Asheville Food Tours and I took a lunch junket to um, Bold Rock, the new hard cider place on Lexington Avenue. Oh, right. Yeah. She Rick, I got, got a really delicious cheesesteak that I'll recommend to you okay. if you're right. looking for a good cheesesteak. They made it with beer cheese. So you can't call it a filly. You don't call it a filly or somebody will throw a can of soup at you. Um, which is, I, I guess, what they do in Philly is they throw cans of soup. Um, and uh, so, but the, the cheese was not beer cheese because it's a cider place. So it was made with their hard cider and it was, it was delicious. Probably mm. one of the most notable things about it was it came out piping hot. Like it was so hot. I had to wait a half a minute before I tucked into it. So... It, it was really tasty. Nice. So Bold Rock is where I got that. And then I mentioned Nani's. And then, Rick, I, I got some delivery from Kickback from Biryani Express. Have you ever eaten there? Yes, I have. Okay. Well, I got their, beer, their chicken dum biryani, D-U-M. Mm -hmm. And it was really tasty and really huge. I ate it for days. Nice. And I recommend it. Very yeah, much. I like their food a lot. So, okay. very what, what's your go-to dish at Biryani? Uh, they for a while they I think they had a, a Rogan Josh that I would get that was very good. Um, okay, and uh, you know I, I I ordered from them a couple times early in the pandemic, and then when um, Chai Pani became available through Kickback, we started ordering there, and I haven't ordered Biryani since, but yeah that's the breaks right it's yeah. it's hard being in a town with chai pani yeah <laughs> so i was it's funny i had a conversation recently with somebody who doesn't live here and they were like oh we went to this place it was downtown it was like indian street food i was like chai pani they're like yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's really good what yeah. can we say it's fantastic so. Um, but yeah, the, the chicken dom biryani, I recommend that dish. Um, and also their, their raita, I put that on there and it was very good. And Rick, I also ate it all day, darling. I got some gluten-free pancakes and, wow. um, I did not get them because they were gluten-free. I got them despite the fact they were gluten-free. I don't avoid gluten-free food just because it's gluten-free. I avoid it if it's no good. So if these pancakes were not good, I would not get them again, but they were delicious and I would recommend them to people. And they had kind of a cinnamon spice kind of thing going on. They mm -hmm. may or may not have been made out of sweet potatoes. I didn't really read the description too closely. I was just like pancakes and I got them <laughs> and they came with some fresh pears on top and some maple Ooh, syrup. Yeah. I bet that is good. 
it was really good. I had to ask for butter though, which I was like, this, what's up with this world? Where, where are we going world? Are we going to, are we now shunning butter on pancakes? Yeah. Next thing you know, it's going to be waffles. And then that's fighting time. Rick, no butter on waffles. No butter. On, well, man, around here, it's like no butter on anything. What? I'm putting yeah. some butter on my butter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I had to ask for it. And then I swear I heard one of the people behind the counter and say, buttery pancakes. <laughs> I was like, yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope we're not getting into a world where people don't put butter on pancakes. Then I'm just going to have to give up. Like, yeah. That's, that, that's, that's the end game right there. Yeah. Um, all right. But, uh, oh, and I was going to make an aside, Rick, because you mentioned waffles and somebody on my blog left the greatest suggestion ever. I got to do it. And they're waffle iron tater tots. Have you ever heard of such a thing? I have not. So you let your tater tots thaw and then you put them in a waffle iron and you cook them that way. And it makes one big like hash brown. Dude, I'm telling you what, I can't wait to do it. All right, all right. I've got I've got one of those little little waffle irons, you know, about eight inch. I'm I've got to one try too. That. Probably about that size too. So I'm gonna hit it up for sure. All right. I love waffles and I love tater tots and I love hash browns and so I don't see any way that this can go wrong. No, I think you're right. So and I hope those weren't my famous last words. We might have to have a uh, tot waffle uh, cook off. Maybe we should top waffle tots. Top waffles. <laughs> are they are they waffle tots or tot waffles? I mean, yeah, we're gonna yeah. have to have a star bellied sneech versus plain bellied sneech throwdown. Yeah, you know. there we go. Um, so yeah, that was just an aside. I'll quickly wrap up where I ate. Uh, I went to the new Water Street, Rick, which is down where the Ox Bar used to be. And I'll oh, tell you what. Okay. If Water Street was run by anybody but our old favorites, Rosetta's, there would probably be just this built-in bitterness and animosity because everybody misses Oxbar so much. So if, if some um, franchise or chain from out of town have moved in there, the locals right, yeah. would have just lost their minds. Um, but it's Water Street run by Rosetta's Kitchen, which is right up the street. And so right. they have two restaurants right close to each other. Same and Water Street is specializing in skewers, so skewers of meat. And I did not get one of those. I got some black bean fritters that were basically like falafel. Um, and they were, Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw your pictures. Yeah. Those and they great. were very, very delicious. And they said they were going to, they were trying to source a really good pita bread. And they were going to start offering it on a sandwich as well as this. I, I wasn't very hungry. I just wanted to try their food. So I got just an appetizer. And I didn't right. even finish it. I brought some home and added it to my chicken biryani when I reheated it and it tasted great. Nice. Um, so I can't wait to go back and try the skewers. They have a full bar program. They, if you thought the ox bar patio was nice, which it really was, they have taken it to a whole nother level. Ooh. It's like Zen garden-esque in some ways. And really, That's awesome. That's such a great little space. So. It is, man. And it's well loved by the locals. It's the, I, I got to Asheville too late to enjoy this place, but it's the famous location of a place called Vincent's Ear, which people still like wax nostalgic about all the time. And so I, I regret I never got to try Vincent's Ear. It was a cafe, as far as I can tell, that had live music and stuff like that. It was 
back in the day when there wasn't a lot going on in downtown Asheville, it was, it was the thing to do. Right. And then finally, Rick, I ate at the Admiral last night. Oh, I should mention okay. that I picked up some sushi at Earth Fair and it was great. Um, but then I ate at the Admiral and um, I just, I have to be kind of honest, Rick, I've been hearing um, mixed reports about the Admiral lately and we had sort of a mixed experience. The, we had celery soup with lump crab and it was phenomenal. Like one bite, oh my God, this is amazing. The Admiral hasn't slipped a bit. I don't know what people are talking about. And then we got some, I'm going to mispronounce this word, I believe, Romanescu salad type of thing. Mm -hmm. That was charred Romanescu. And um, that was also really good, like really good, but wasn't like standout, like mind-blowing dish the way that the, the celery soup, mind-blowing dish, totally recommend it. Go get it while it's still on the menu. It's something special. Um, and then we got some house-made ravioli. And it was not great by any means. Um, and this is a, something that I see around town more than I'd like to, which is we now make our own pasta in-house and it's not great. And I'm sorry, but if you're not, if you're making it in-house and it's not great, then just buy it. Like there's plenty yeah. of good commercial pasta. You know who doesn't make their pasta in-house is Manicomio Pizza. <laughs> they source it from, they get really good commercial pasta. Like Mike um, Napolitano told me, like, it's the best pasta, like commercial pasta available. And he's like, you know, I can make pasta. I just don't want to. It sells too much pasta for one thing to be making it all the time. Right. But, you know, Strada, Ristorante Italiano, they make their own pasta and it's phenomenal. Like yeah, it's really it's really good and i that's because they've been working on it for a long time like perfecting it and like dialing it in and along the way chef um anthony um serato has discovered he's got celiac and so they have a really good gluten-free pasta their gluten-free pasta is really great less when we go to strata which is one of our favorite places she she loves their gluten-free pasta so yeah You'd and never so, know it's gluten-free. Bingo, which is like the best gluten-free products. You just, you can serve them and not tell the person they're gluten-free and they would never know. Yep. So, you know, it's, it is possible to do great house-made pasta, but, you know, Anthony has been making pasta, I would imagine, for his whole life, right? Like right. at home with his family and stuff like that. And so he's not a novice. And... I just, you know, I, I, I just want to say to all the restaurants out there, I apologize. I don't usually say negative things about a, an experience. I usually just let it slide. But I've had so much mediocre pasta lately that I'm going to just avoid it in any restaurant that's not straight up an Italian restaurant. Yeah, exactly good. <laughs> Rick. Yeah, well, I'm, I, and I'm also with you on the Admiral. Like I, when I first came to Asheville, they were banging and it's just been kind of a slow crawl down for me but yeah so unfortunate man yeah but you know i can't i can't emphasize enough how great this cream of celery soup was which is a soup yeah. that sounds pretty boring like when i first looked down the menu i was like cream of celery soup the heck <laughs> and then i saw that there was lump crab and sassafras oil and i was like okay so it's like all dressed up you know admiral yeah. style very gastro-y yeah. yeah and and it it was great like zero complaints five stars out of five totally recommend it 
and you know take I hope and the Romanescu salad was was very good too. All right, Rick. Well, I, I hate to end on a negative note like that. And I hate to be negative at all. I probably shouldn't have brought it up, but it, this pasta thing has been bugging me because it's more than one place. Yeah. It's, I, I think it's a good call out. So and, well, thank uh, you for validating me. That's what I'm here <laughs> for, buddy. Well, Rick, we went, we, we are about to close out on time and yep. um, I really love it that you joined me today. We'll try to record every um, week early in the morning, uh, Tuesday mornings, you said work for you. Yeah. Yeah. My new company is California. So I have to like shift my schedule a little bit, but yeah. that's great. And my next interview is with Meg from Fermenti and, um, awesome. You know, ferment, ferment fest is coming up. So mark that on your calendars. Yeah. Awesome. Will do. All right, Rick. Well, get on out there, eat something good, man. And, um, Eat, get, get adventurous with your wings and I will I'm going to get adventurous this weekend, I think. All right. Great. We both will. All right. Wings up. Wings up, Rick. Have a great day. Yeah. Bye. See you. Bye. Hey, everybody. I'm back with uh, a special guest. And today we have Meg Chamberlain, who is, in my opinion, one of the pillars of our food scene here in Asheville. She runs a company called Fermenti. And I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. I never know if it's fermenti or fermente. I, I know Americans pronounce foreign words too foreign sometimes. And, uh, but she also has organized a wonderful festival that's coming up called the WNC Fermenting Festival. And Meg is here to tell us all about it. Hey, Meg, how are you? Hi, everybody. It's nice to be here this morning. I'm really happy that, uh, to have a moment to talk. Um, so the, the WNC Fermenting Festival is, it's like everything fermented that you want to be involved with right at your fingertips. Um, so uh, Fermenti has the uh, honor of kind of getting everybody together in one space at one time once a year, and we celebrate everything that is fermented from You've got like miso masters coming. You've got uh, by the brook tempeh. So you have tempeh. We have dare vegan cheese coming. Uh, Gwendolyn's going to be doing a demo again this year. So we're very excited about that. That's something that we don't want to miss. We have botanist and barrel coming and Lyndon is doing a fruit and cider wine demo. And uh, I just had a meeting with Bucci yesterday and they're coming Good. and um and in addition to a lot of like the bigger uh, names amongst fermenting, I also try to gather everybody. So it's like it's the whole community. So we've got um, Sweet Brined. Uh, he's going to be joining us. Ben is joining us. Uh, he's awesome. Uh, we're going to have uh, uh, Buddha Kombucha. We're going to have the Rejuvenation Company. We even have this year... Um, I've been doing the triangle ferment for a few years. I've been working with my friend Carrie out in the triangle. And so I've got some of their fermenters coming to join us. So we have Hombucha who will be here um, in the area for sale more in the future. So the, he's making his introduction, which is exciting. Um, so there's a, a lot of wonderful opportunities to not only meet the makers themselves, uh, but to engage in product uh, discovery, conversations, 
And uh, the one thing that I love the most about the fermenting festival, it's always been an incredible buyer's market. Um, and that was one of the, the feedback in the last few years is that um, all the vendors were so shocked at how many people really came out to support. And so we're, we're hoping that we can keep that traction this year. I know that all of the businesses involved have been greatly affected by the nightmare that we've all been living through. So I know that any support that if you can come out and spend a few dollars. In fact, there's going to be lots of incredible opportunities to do local holiday shopping. Um, I know Bucci in particular, I was talking yesterday with them, they're going to be offering their cases at like a discount for sale for the holidays. They also have a subscription service, which is really, really fun, I think. Um, and uh, like, yeah, so like uh, we have uh, bakers, like we have Jonathan with uh, Crust Never Sleeps. And so there's going to be lots of yummy, goody foods to consume uh it's family friendly 11 to 5 we're gonna have six hours of, de of demos okay uh tickets are only five dollars this year so that's kind of nice yeah um but, and what are the dates? Yeah. what are the dates for the the date is november, november 7th it's just one day a year okay. you want opportunity to come out so you really got to make it count um, it's Sunday, November 7th. It's going to be at the Madison County Fairgrounds and Extension Office, that entire industrial complex area. Okay. It's mine, and we're going to have fun. <laughs> and uh, so, <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to really uh, bring the ferments to the people, and there's everything you can imagine. Um, we have uh, a special artist who does uh, fermented dye. Um, so we were even going to have fermented crafts. Um, we're going to have fermented foods, we're going to have fermented drinks, we're, um, uh, and we all raise money. Uh, ticket sales all go to the Beacon of Hope Food Bank, so we're really excited about that. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, uh, we were voted the best annual event uh, in Western North Carolina by the Asheville, by the, well actually by you, uh, by all of you, um, through the Asheville Radio Group this year, so thank you for that. Um, and I, I know that it means a lot to everybody that's coming. That's great. Um, I, I'm going to imagine that you can go to the fermenting festival and spend a lot of money and get a lot of stuff because it's going to keep for a while. And you can kind of put yes. it in the pantry and, and get to it when you get well, to it. The only, the only, the only problem with that might be the I'm thinking the the vegan cheese people we're having because that is just, it's just very much you just you just you can't help yourself you just you eat it before you notice it, right. but um but yes there will be lots of um, not only things that you can uh, buy as gifts like I know for minty in particular we will be offering uh, kits for sale so that you can uh, I'll be teaching kimchi in about in the middle of the day. And um, so like you can come and learn how to ferment and then give a kit as a gift for a foodie friend. Um, there's lots of options like that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That is, you know, we have a lot of food festivals throughout the year. We really missed them in 2020. It was bleak. We, could, we didn't have a wing war. We didn't have a battle of the burger. We, Chow Chow was all messed up in 2020. They, they did the best they could. And uh, so, to get back into festival season and to just 
you know, around here, we're like, we're, a lot of us are vaccinated, right? So we, and we, we don't mind wearing masks when we have to. So we can still gather as, as a group and especially outdoors, it's all good. And, and it's great that you're doing this again and that it has expanded and that you're bringing in people from around the region to participate, not just hardcore locals only, you know, but expanding your concept because why shouldn't people from all over the country come to Asheville, North Carolina to sell, sell their products, but also learn about the products around here and to trade knowledge with each other. It's, I, I think your festival is just in its beginning stages of greatness. Well, that's that's quite an honor for you to say that because in the in the past we've we've had people fly in from New York, we've had people drive in from Ohio, awesome. and and um, we're uh, we have we have a lot to offer in our community. We really do. Uh, each and every vendor is is exceptional, and 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 they all have incredible stories and even better products. And, and it really is a community-centered uh, event. Uh, these, these are your neighbors, these are your friends. Uh, and, and I think it's important and, and fun for us all to come together and celebrate that. It is for sure. And Meg, let me ask you perhaps a sensitive question. I don't want to stir up controversy, but what if a pickler shows up? Ooh. What about the pickle people? Oh. We don't discriminate. Party? Everybody is welcome. Everybody, even the picklers. Even, <laughs> we, we, we will we will hold hold gentle space for the picklers. Yes, <laughs> we, we, we 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 we're very inclusive. Um, we're very very inclusive. Uh, my my friend Donnie P over at DJ's Pickles. I'm I'm hoping he will even join us. Uh, uh, so cross our fingers. But um, no, there's a lot of. Uh, uh, crafts. There's a lot of a uh, community. I know that. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of inclusiveness. We're we're not looking to. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. If somebody it's shows up, they're like, I I like pickles. You're not going to be like, go to Pickle Fest. Oh no, we would go to Pickle Fest with you. Yes. Yeah, it would be fun. That's the aspect. Yeah, but. Uh, we we just we we might try to gently convert you, but that's not no. I mean, you can pickle and ferment. Like it's not unheard of to do both. This so again, it's not unheard of to do both. In <laughs> inclusivity, very yeah. and diversity, diversity of flavor. Diversity. So and and if you really want to get hardcore about it vinegar itself is fermented. So if you're going to be pickling, you're using a fermented product. So, so kinda, we're all one family under the sun. And we are, yeah. and we are, and it's, and it's freaking delicious. Yes. <laughs> well, Meg, I'm excited about Fermenting Festival coming up. Um, it, it should be a great time for everybody. And fermenting is one of those things that it's part of our lives and we don't even realize it sometimes. And um, in terms of the foods we eat and stuff. And just to learn more and more about it and to try the different fermenting, fermented foods in Asheville has been really fun for me as a food lover. And um, just uh, great, you're, you're a great asset to this town and I wanna thank you for everything you do. Aww. Well, I'm, I, I have to say that uh, I'm, I'm really lucky and thankful to be a part of this community. And, um, 
And, and I, like I was telling somebody the other day, you know, I, fermenti is not my business. It's your business. And you tell me what you want. And I'm just here to make that happen. So thank you for the opportunity. So perfect. Um, you're very Asheville in so many ways. And I mean that as a positive thing. Sometimes that gets used as a negative thing, but I mean that positively. And for those who are just listening on the radio, um, Meg made a heart sign on the video. So that's, that's why I said, aw. Um, all right, Meg, I'm going to let you go because I know you got things to ferment. That's your, that's your motto. I'd ferment that. And so I'm sure that the books on your shelf are due for some fermenting and everything in your house is probably vulnerable to a fermenting process at some point. And um, yeah, she's nodding her head, ladies and gentlemen, or people who listen out there. Um, and so, yeah, thanks again for being here. Thanks for everything you do. And we'll catch up with you another time. Well, I hope it will be November 7th, 11 to 5 at the Madison County Fairgrounds. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Meg. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too, friends. Hey, y'all. I'm back, and I am here with my good friend, Micah Molinari, here to do a segment of the food news. And Micah, we've only got 10 minutes. Try to cram as much news in as you can. I don't know how to do that, Stu. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll cut you off if I this is, this is a challenge. <laughs> All right, yeah, I, I, I think we got it. It's good to be here again. Good to be with, uh, with you and with the rest of Asheville. Happy to relay some information about our amazing local food scene, things that you might know already, things that you might not know. But uh, I'm ready to go when you are, baby. Oh, well, I'm waiting for you. Go right, right ahead. We're, we're starting with, oh, we're starting with my theme song. Asheville food news, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's new. We're we're starting we're starting with mystery. Okay. Starting with mystery, Stu. I love a good mystery. Do you know that uh, <laughs> there? You know high test. Remember high test deli? Huh? Remember high test deli? Yes, I do. Yeah. So uh, it's that down there on Cox Avenue on the South Slope. Closed yep. for a while. Uh, I, I think they might have been a, um, I think they might have actually been a victim of COVID, unfortunately, like a lot of our, you know, smaller local restaurants uh, were, which is sad, hoping some of them come back in some way. But there's new signage. Um, I know a lot of people have been talking about it. Little Chango. Have you seen, you've seen that? Yep. Uh, Hispanic Craft Kitchen is set to open in that space. However, Nobody knows when, because it's it, they've had their signage up for a while. They're talking about coming soon, but they don't have an opening date. So if you have any information on this, please write one eight hundred food news. You can't write a phone number. Um, uh, yeah, please write. <laughs> yeah, please write to one eight hundred food news. Asheville food news. Uh, yeah. So little Chango opening up. Don't know when. It's a mystery. I'm excited about it. I love Hispanic food. I uh, grew up on Cuban food and Brazilian food, so I'm very excited to see what they got going on there. Um, so second mystery, that's mystery number one. When are they opening? Second mystery, there's been a sign up on a building in South Asheville for months now. Have you ever heard of Shiloh Games? No, I don't okay. even know what that is, man. <laughs> So there's a building that looks like an old speakeasy. It's on Hendersonville Road, uh, just south of 40. And 
the sign has been up. It's a beautiful sign. It says coffee and beer. So it's like a coffee house and pub, which you would imagine that's a common thing that people have done before. I've actually never been to a coffee house pub. Have you? No, I don't think so. But you know what? There's that funny little beer centric business that's where the wig shop used to be downtown. I forget what okay. it's called. Something like Asheville beer or something really basic like that. On the corner, right? Yeah, yeah. And I noticed that their signage now says coffee and beer. And I also thought, well, that's kind of a strange. Is this a new thing? Like, yeah, like that sounds like a no-brainer, right? Like it I does, but, I, but I've never heard of it in this place. Um, but I, again, I was like, gosh, I don't know if I've ever seen that before. So interesting. Shiloh Gaines. Shiloh Gaines. It's uh, signs been up for a few months. Beautiful big sign says coffee house and pub. No one knows anything about it. I cannot dig up anything about it. If you have any information about it, please write to us at 1-800-ASHVILLE-FOOD-NEWS. <laughs> Send your cards and letters. <laughs> Send your cards and letters, yes. Um, here's a cool event happening. We love events. At, listen, Asheville Food News, it's about openings and possibly closings and you know exciting things happening. But it's also cool when uh, restaurants or breweries are throwing events there kind of getting together with other uh, restaurants or food trucks in this case um, in Asheville to bring you a really cool event. This is, it's called Beer Dinner with Bears Smokehouse, brought to you by Sweeten Creek Brewing. And it's a fall dinner. Do you, do you want to hear how fall this is, this dinner is? All right, here we how go. How fall is it? Oh yeah, thank you. It starts with smoked pumpkin dip. Pretty fall. Leads into homemade biscuits with local apple butter. Very fall. <laughs> uh, the uh, next course is an autumn panzanella. It's got the word autumn right in it. It has it. Then you have a, uh, a cranberry sauce topped pork chop. Yum. <laughs> and finally, an apple and rum raisin hot pot. Speaking my language. This sounds so good. And you know what? It's so funny because there's beer pairings with each, uh, for, with each course from Sweet and Creek Brewing. And I just happened to gaze upon the, uh, man, it's staring us right in the face the whole time. I just happened to gaze upon the beer that is being paired with the apple and rum raisin hot pot. And sir, it is a coffee. A pumpkin spice latte IPA. A coffee porter. Dude. The prominence of our previous conversation coming full circle. Listen, I think these people are onto something. I think, I, like I said, I've never heard of a coffee house slash brew pub, but I think Stu, I think we have to we have to open one. What would what would the name be for a coffee house brew pub? What would, what would be, and this is on the spot. what's that? What are you suggesting? I'm putting you on the spot. What, on the what spot. Do you think well, I name? will say right away, it should be called the derelict speedball. <laughs> that is my favorite punk band from the 80s. <laughs> That's what my friends in Boston back in the punk rock 80s used to call an espresso. And they would do shots of whiskey and I would do a beer because I didn't do shots of whiskey. But that would be a derelict speedball, coffee and beer. So that's derelict speedball. I'm, I'm going to open it up before anybody else does. It's going to, I'm 
it's going to be part of puke, obviously. Yeah. Oh, how is puke going, by the way? Puke's doing great, man. We are short-staffed right now. It's just yeah, like everyone doing it all. Well, I have my squeegee man, Blaine Kerr. Shout out to Blaine. He runs a mean squeegee. Nice, man. Yeah, well, listen, uh, Derelict Snowball. Snowball? Speedball. Speedball. Yeah, well, no, it's in the, in the winter, we do a program called the Derelict Snowball. Yes, we do, with snow cones, with coffee and alcohol right in the snow cone. Absolutely. Yeah. In the uh, winter. We want snow cones in the winter, of course. Of course we do. Of yeah. course we do. Uh, I got two little, just little hits for you here. Um, All right. I want to I wanna send a, a, a shout out to Ziggy's Deli. Okay. Um, down in, in South Asheville, they've, uh, just like a lot of other restaurants in our area, have been really struggle, struggling with staffing issues. Yeah. Uh, they actually had to close for a little bit. Great announcement. They are back open, running full steam. The bagels are back up and, and fresh and amazing. I'm not sure if you ever had their bagels. but I've never been to Ziggy's. Okay, I'm taking yeah. you to Ziggy's, bro. I've tried, but the staffing issues have actually thwarted. Yes, I know, I know. Yeah, and listen, I uh, Ziggy herself, you know, uh, actually run into her at the grocery store every once in a while. She's a great person, and you know, love them over there. And it's it's really tough that they are going through this, just like a lot of restaurants in the area. But wanted to give a little shout out to their back open uh, and go visit them, support local, obviously. That's our whole deal. Um, yeah. Well, I've heard nothing but great things about Ziggy's and the reason I've tried to go is because people are always like, you gotta go to Ziggy's. And a friend of mine even like said, uh, no joking around anymore, I'm picking you up and we're going. And we get there and there was a sign in the window due to staffing issues, we're closed today. And we ended up going to Wild Ginger, which is right next door. Yep. And uh, great, of course, but I've uh, tried more than twice to go to Ziggy's. All right. Well, I, I am going to get you to Ziggy's. It's, it, okay. is my new, it, it is my new, you know, uh, motivation in life is to bring you to Ziggy's. Terrific. I love it. I love yeah. it when I'm at the center of other people's motivations. All right. One last thing, because we only have a minute left. I'm actually yeah, I'm, I'm timing this one. I'm What's timing that? this one so that I don't babble. Okay. Go uh, this, is actually, this is actually very exciting. Um, and I got this from a quick shout out to the Ash Vegas Hot Sheet. Subscribe yeah. if, you, uh, if, if you haven't already. And also subscribe to the Stu Helm. Uh, what do you, again, what do you call it? I'm sorry. Stu Helm Food Fam. No, I know, but the, the, the newsletter. The newsletter, oh, it's, it's got the stupidest name. It's called Good Morning Friends. <laughs> That's pretty dumb. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm it's, just kidding. I don't <laughs> Anyway, the, uh, there's a new Indian grocery store set to open on, on uh, Pat Patton Avenue next to the Gypsy Queen. It's called Gypsy Queen, not the I Gypsy Queen. I love that. It's their new falafel ice cream stand. Uh, oh, God. Is that, is that me? Oh, man. Oh, I, really, I really set a timer. You anyway, the, the, the Rad Hot Indian grocery store is set to open. Uh, well, actually, it's already open. Open this yeah. week. So go visit them. I love uh, uh, ethnic grocery stores i i'm a visitor of uh an asian one right near me which i absolutely love there's some mexican um uh, hispanic grocery stores totally gonna visit this place rad hot indian grocery next to gypsy queen check it out Patton avenue sir that's all the news i got for you that i can cram into 10 minutes i apologize
I apologize for not giving you more time, Micah. We'll have a longer visit with you next week. So gather up all the news that people can use. And you did a wonderful job of staying on target. And it's always my fault whenever segments run long. I'm, it is. I'm both a blabbermouth and completely oblivious to the passage of time. You're just so easy to talk to, Stu. I love to talk. I can't, I can't deny it. Well, I I'm really painfully shy in my life, but no longer. Um, all right, my friend. Hey, Michael. Well, thank you for taking time to talk to us about the food news. It's such a great town. I can't wait to see what opens up. What the, what's the name of the place in the high test deli building again? That is Little Chango. Can't wait to see what's up with Little Chango. Yes, yeah, And also, I want to add that right in that same area, Harvest Pizza is so close to opening up. And they're right across the street from Buxton Hall Barbecue. I'm not sure what their food is going to be like at all. and no clue. But the building is awesome. Yeah. Like, they've got this upstairs, downstairs, out, inside, outside thing going on. It's just, it's going to be a huge asset to the, to the South Slope. That building has been being worked on for a while. So it's, it's really excited to see what they, uh, what they got coming for sure. Yeah, that building was literally just four walls. It was. I know. I remember. <laughs> And Wonder Woman, right? What's that? And Wonder Woman, wasn't there a Wonder giant Woman. one? They preserved the mural. Yep. Nice. Yep. Amazing. All right, Michael. Well, thanks again. Thanks, and have buddy. a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye.